Welcome to the Unomas Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Kay. Do you find yourself looking for business and marketing advice to help you achieve your goals? Do you find yourself stuck and overwhelmed wondering what methods you can use to scale your business? What strategies should you use to grow your social media influence? And how can you leverage collaborations with some of the industry's most successful and influential entrepreneurs to build brand awareness? With over 13 years as a multipreneur, brand and social media strategist and coach, I invite you to join thousands of other listeners and me each week in elevating your brand, business, and life. With a foundation of faith and talking all things productivity, social media, business strategies, marketing, and growth, I help you pursue your God-given purpose and redefine success by creating a wildly successful, sustainable, and profitable digital-based business. But that's not all. Enjoy my collaborative conversations and interviews with industry-leading entrepreneurs to hear the best kept secrets and learn the skills and tactics they use so you can tackle your biggest goals along the way. The Uno Mas podcast is here to inspire you to dream, think, and do big. Stop feeling overwhelmed, confused, and stuck at a standstill and start feeling confident, productive, and fueled with purpose in your life and business again. If you're feeling stuck in your business or if anxiety is holding you back, this conversation with Coach AJ is a must listen. She shares her personal journey with anxiety and how she's overcome it to become a successful entrepreneur and business coach today. You're going to learn actionable strategies for maintaining anxiety and improving your mindset so you can take your business to the next level. Plus, she shares why outsourcing is so important for entrepreneurs and how you can begin doing it to scale your business. So let's not wait any longer. You know, let's go ahead and dive right in. For those of you that do not know, AJ is an amazing business coach, accountability coach, all of the things. She also has her own staffing agency, which I yes. think is awesome. Um, and she's just a rock star. We connected on Clubhouse. We've been in many rooms together. We've contributed to many conversations. Yes. And I just wanted to share your story and kind of what you're doing and how you've got here and, you know, what working with you kind of looks like so we can paint the picture for people. Um, and one thing maybe I don't know, did you have the, the, the staffing agency to start and then you kind of went into coaching? I want to know all the things. Yeah, all the things. All right. So let's discuss all the things. So, um, to answer your Last question first. Yes, I had the staffing agency and then moved into coaching, um, which was very, very fun and exciting. Starting the staffing agency um, the way that I did the first time was actually one of the most traumatic things (laughs) that I've been through because I started my business completely wrong and I lost so much money, Um, but never give up because here I am today. So (laughs) yeah, I like the fact that, you know, having that drive and that ambition to get something done and just going all in is amazing. And when something throws you off, or if you realize like, oh man, I did this completely wrong, that not giving up and keep going like that's, 
That's being a true entrepreneur. That's being your best self and showing up for yourself. So that's what I did. And I encourage everybody to do it. And like yourself, you did it. So that's amazing. <laughs> I think starting anything, uh, there's a lot of us, and we'll get into this conversation in a minute, but I think a lot of us hold ourselves back because we're expecting everything to be perfectly aligned and perfectly perfect in order for us to pull the trigger and jump. Yeah. I believer that sometimes you just need to start messy and clean up and fix everything as you go. Because even anybody that knows that waits till they believe something is perfect, you quickly find out that it's not. And, um, I, I love that. So sometimes imperfect action is the best action to take. So the fact that you've done it, done it, I mean, Girl, I started out as an event coordinator. What? That was my first initial business. And real quick, I was like, I don't like this. I like going to events, but I don't like planning them. And so here we are today. So yeah, yes, exactly. Exactly. So I, okay. Like yourself, I, my motto is fail fast. I want to go. I want to fail. I want to learn. I want to grow. So that's my motto with everything. I know I get a lot of pushback. They're like, don't say fail. I'm like, I failed. I messed up. That didn't work out. That's a fail. I learned from it, but it's a fail. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, you know? (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing wrong with failure. I think failure is actually what makes you a better entrepreneur, a better really anything. No, I agree with you. And it's like, I think that's the thing that stops so many people in the entrepreneur, you know, journey that they're on. They're expecting it because it's being taught nowadays. Everything's instant gratification. They're being taught that it's going to be easy. So if it's not easy, you can just get somebody to do that easy thing for you. You know, that that hard thing and make it easy for you. And that's not necessarily the case. You're going to fail. You should want to fail. You should want to learn the things and then you want to get better at it. So that's what I do with everything. It's not, it's not easy. I think I just put out a reel that said like, Owning a business, being an entrepreneur, it is not easy. And sometimes it's really not fun, but you know what your your mission is. You know your why, you know the reasoning behind what you're doing. And that makes it better at the end of the day. But sometimes while you're going through it, I just, me and my business partner, we literally just had a whole week of sleepless nights, like a whole week of sleepless nights. That's not fun. I could be like, you know, I could give up from that point, but it's just, it's what you have to do. You got to get it done. So now that you, you know, you had the staffing agency, what pivoted you into wanting to embrace the coaching aspect and really taking on that mentorship leadership role for other women in their lives? Yeah. So, okay. So I guess to answer that question, I could go back to your very first question, which is to tell you a little bit more about me. So about my story, I know I share it and this is, uh, my story is why I went into coaching. So, uh, when I grew up, I grew up in a household that was very, very abusive. Um, my mom, she was like in and out of my life. I don't really know why I was just told that like the men that she was dating was just not appropriate for us to be around. Um, I did see one experience with her where she was going through some domestic violence with one of her husbands. But other than that, I was like, as a kid, I'm like, can you just come pick me up? <laughs> like, I just want you to come pick me up from this family member's house that you left me at because it's, it's hell over here. So, <laughs> so yeah, I, I went through that experience. Um, and going through that, I went through so many like downhill battles. I, um, I became addicted to things <laughs> at a very young age. Um, I became very, um, 
very anxious. I became very depressed. I had low self-esteem. I just felt like my purpose was just to be a nothing and a nobody in life because of all the physical, mental, emotional abuse that I was going through. Like just to give you a little bit of an idea, one of the mental and emotional things that I would go through is the person who um, was taking care of me and my siblings. They would ask us questions like, do you want to go back and live with your mom? Do you miss your mom? And we would be like, yeah. And then we would get beat for that. We would get beat for saying that we want to go live with our mom or see our mom. So it's just things like that. I was just like, oh my God, like I just couldn't take it anymore. And um, I actually ran away from home at 18. I mean, some people are like, well, you're grown, but I'm like, I ran away from home at 18 and never looked back. I left. Um, I ended up getting married to what I thought was like, oh, this is just the best thing ever. My story ends here, closing the book. That's not what happened. (laughs) I actually ended up getting married and getting into a domestically violent relationship for about on and off for about six years um, because I kept leaving and going back, leaving and going back. You know, again, that repeating that cycle of what I've been through, that's all I've known. So I don't beat myself up, up about it anymore. But, you know. I was so mad (laughs) at myself. And um, throughout that time, surprisingly, um, well, actually, I'll take it back a little bit. In the household that I was growing up in, the person who was um, my abuser actually owned a business. So I learned about business from that person. I had to be a part of it. Um, I was kind of running a lot of the the admin part of the business and um, just that... um, I would say lead generation. <laughs> it was like what I was a part of as a child. So as I got older, I just became more and more part of the business. And so when, as I got older and I was, you know, leaving my, my marriage and things like that, people would come to me for advice on their businesses. Like, what should I do? People came to me for advice in life. You know, what should I do? How should I do this? Can you give me any experience? And at, at first I was like, well, I don't really know, but this is what I think would be the best option. This is my input. I don't have any business experience. I dropped out of, when I ran away from home, I dropped out of high school. I didn't even have a high school diploma. So I was like, I don't have any credentials to tell you anything, but here's what I think, just using my own logic. And so fast forwarding just a little bit, skipping over a lot. <laughs> when I um, actually got on, on my feet and I felt like, okay, I can start my employment agency. Um, I started helping people with their businesses as well. So I helped two people at the time that I started. I helped two people start their employment agency, which they're still going with the model that I felt like I failed at. Um, They're still going with it for me. It's just not for me. Um, And then I would just continue to help people and help women who were going through similar situations that I went through because I was very open and vocal about my own story, just like I am now, I'm talking about the things that I've gone through and they find that relatability. They're able to be vulnerable and able to see like, oh, well, if AJ can do it, then I can do it type of ordeal. So yeah, that's, that's how I got into, into coaching. We have a lot of similarities, but still a lot of differences. Um, I too, I don't want to say I ran away from home when I was 18. Cause it wasn't really like I was running. I did graduate, but on my graduation day, I was like, peace. I'm out. Yeah. And I left home at 18. So we have some similarities there. Yeah. And I, and I believe that a lot of our childhood, you know, we can, I, I hate using the word trauma, but that's really what it is. You know, yeah. the child experiences that we go through can shape and impact how we are today as entrepreneurs. And that brings about my second question, because this is something that you really specialize in and it's the anxiety of it all. It's the oh, yeah. anxiety of 
you know, am I good enough? It's the anxiety of, will I succeed? Am I a failure? Or that, that constant reassurance of what you've been told when you were younger, that you are a failure or you aren't good enough or what you are going to do or what you do desire is not what is, or not, it's not possible. So all these limiting beliefs that we're told when we're younger, um, or we experience have an effect with us when we're older and they do hinder us from taking a step to our our ultimate potential as just people and humans impact that we can make not only in our own lives and our families, but the impact we can make in others through just going after our businesses, you know, going after our dreams. So with that being said, I know that anxiety is something that you really focus on working with people through, and that does have an impact in our businesses. What do you think holds, what do you see that holds people back? Um, and what are some methods that without giving us all your goods, because I know that's what you coach, but what are some methods that you can give us, you know, for people that do struggle with anxiety and pushing ourselves to taking forward progress in our day-to-day or our business? What would you give advice yeah. to? Um, yeah, absolutely. So the thing that I see the most out of everything is um, too much. How can I word this? People are too dependent upon how other people feel or think about them. Once you stop caring what people think about you, I tell people this, I, when I'm working with my clients, I talk to them and I ask them particular questions and I wait until the end of the session to tell them why, but I usually ask them questions um, about someone that they saw four days ago, um, a way that they felt about somebody in high school. And I ask them these questions and it's hard for them to answer it. You know, they're like, oh, I don't really know. And I just, and I, I, at the end of the sessions, I tell them, I'm like, you see, nobody is thinking about you. You think that people are thinking about you. You think, you know, the insecurities that you have with yourself are being highlighted. You think that. And so you think that every time you go around someone, they see all of that on you. And so you care about what they're saying because you wanted to validate or invalidate the things that you feel about yourself. But you don't even remember what someone did. Who's the person that walked past you in the grocery store yesterday? who had on a crazy outfit. Like you don't even remember them. You vaguely remember and in a week or so it's going to disappear. So it doesn't really matter what people think or say about you because it does not last forever. You make it stick. I do not treat people's compliments or insults. Compliments or insults as sticky notes. That's not what they are. That is like a tear sheet. (laughs) It's awesome. I'll look at it. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, that's great. Okay, maybe I can keep that. Oh no, I don't want to but they're not sticky notes. I'm not holding on to that. Whatever you think about me, whatever I think about Whitney has no effect on how Whitney thinks about Whitney. If I tell you you're the most amazing person and I bow down at your feet, like still, however you feel about you is how you feel about you. So that's the first thing that I try to work with my clients with is what you feel about you is very, very, very important. Not what your mom thinks, not what your spouse thinks, not what your child thinks. What do you think about you? We can address those later. What do you think about you? It's so true. And it's so difficult with today on social media. <clears throat> We're always looking for validation and all the wrong things. And what's so funny, AJ, is like we could get all the praise and all of the compliments on, say, a post that I made last Friday. But yeah. say I made a post today and 90% of it is all great comments. But then two comments say, you look fat in this video or why is your nose bigger than your ears or whatever somebody yeah. wants to say, right? We don't care about any of the positive 
negative comments that have been flooding that post, right? We we hone in on those two, the two negative things yep. that literally come from people that don't give a crap about us, but it's the, our own insecurities. You're 100% right. It's the things that we think about ourselves yep. that give fire or fuel to the little bit of flame that somebody wants to throw at us. And I Honestly. love that. Yeah. I mean, I try to, I, I like to say things like, um, you know, you're a good human. Talk, talk about people as a human because we all are going through this experience and no one has the for sure blueprint of what exactly you're supposed to do from when you're pushed out the womb to when you die. Nobody has that blueprint. Okay. So we're all going through some of the similar things. And I wish that we would all recognize that more because when we open up and where we are vulnerable, you know, we see the similarities that we have in each other. So I like to tell people what you're going through, just assume that other people are too. Just assume mm-hmm. that they're going through the same thing. Just assume that they've been through it so that you can go ahead and start showing up as your real authentic self. Just assume that they've, they have anxiety as well. Just assume everyone around you has anxiety, which more than likely, more often than not, there are quite a handful of people who do, especially in this day and age. And it's the cases of anxiety is getting younger and younger and younger and younger. So just assume that most people are going, what you're going through what you're going through, and then that'll help you feel better. You can start to release some of that anxiety. Um, I remember, and I think I talked about it before I had agoraphobia, my anxiety and my panic attacks were so bad. I could not leave out of my house for a year. This is pre COVID. (laughs) It kind of trickled into COVID. Um, so I have my businesses. Um, I have relationships. I have, you know, my, my kids, I'm like, what am I going to do? I have to get out the house. Literally touching my doorknob would give me panic attacks and I couldn't do it. And I literally had to just like, once I started going out into public, I started saying, everybody around me has anxiety. Everybody around me has good days. Everybody around me has bad days. Everybody around me has this. That way I didn't feel like such an outsider in the world. Like, oh my gosh, I'm wrong. And everybody sees what's wrong with me. And it's like, no, they're not even, they're trying to get the bread. Okay. They're trying to see what the expiration date is on the ground beef. They're not thinking about you, you know? So once I developed that mentality, it just, it really, really helped. It really helped. Everybody does have anxiety to some shape or form. And I, and I totally get what you're saying. I, I have anxiety and panic attacks myself and mine really stem from being out of my comfortable place. So for example, when I had my babies, this happened with Parker and Kaylee and they were newborns and I was staying at home a lot with them because it was during the winter and I didn't want to take them out and get them sick and whatever. But then when I would go to leave home for like a doctor's appointment myself or something, the further and further I got away from home, the panic started setting in because I was in my comfortable place. I started thinking, okay, what if I do have a panic attack when I'm out and about, is anybody going to recognize that I need help? Like, what if I faint? What if I pass out? Like all these things, all these thoughts start flooding your head. And I just had to like mentally check myself. Like you're inducing a panic attack right now. Like shut yes. up brain. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? And honestly, my method was breathing techniques. Almost like yeah. I was going through Ma's class again with having kids like like I just had to breathe and constantly tell myself that you're okay. Because with a panic attack, everybody that knows that experiences them, your heart rate starts to increase. You start to get a little fainty and dizzy, oh, yeah. you know, sound can kind of go out. Like you mm-hmm. literally feel like every, like the, it's like, it's all coming in and it's scary when you're driving too. 
Yes. It's scary in general, but especially when you're driving. Um, oh yeah. So I get, I get that mindset. And, and the funny thing is, is they can come out of nowhere. Even when you're in your comfortable zones, <sighs> they can come. I remember I was changing Kaylee at one time. I was just changing her in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning, I was changing her diaper and it came on out of yeah. nowhere. And I remember falling to the ground on my knees with my hand on her. So she wouldn't roll off. And I remember calling for Chris, he was sleeping, but I knew he could hear me through the monitor. And he came in and he's like, what's going on? I was like, I'm about to pass out. I'm having a panic attack. And he looked at me crazily. He was like, what, what is so crazy? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening, but it's just, it's here. So I think that you're absolutely right. Like everybody deals with anxiety differently. Some have yeah. panic, some don't, but we're all anxious about something in our life. Yeah. We're all going through. Something. Um, so I think just taking a pause, like you said, and realizing that you're not alone, it might just be different. You know, when it comes to business, this, this same thing applies when we feel like we just have a lot of things going on. We feel yeah. like, you know, maybe we're not making the income we want to make. Maybe we're, we're making too much income and we don't have enough staff, right. To help us complete the work that we've been hired to do. Like anxiety can come on in so many ways, whether you're not as successful as you want to be, or you're attaining success faster than you feel like you can. But I think a lot of that comes, um, like just like strategizing, like where you are in the moment, but also this is something else that you specialize in is, holding yourself accountable to where you are in the moment. Right. And, uh, I want to talk to you about this really quickly before we get, do get to wrapping up this call, because I know this is something that you really work with people on, but what does accountability really look like and how we can, how can we as entrepreneurs tap into that and being accountable for ourselves and our actions or how we're feeling or even our anxiety, like just being aware of that, like what are the yeah. positive impacts that accountability can have on ourselves as entrepreneurs and in our business? Yeah. So accountability is being honest. Accountability yeah. is being honest with yourself first and then others, of course, but being, so I say this, when I help um, women with their businesses, with their accountability, they're like, I want to do this, 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 and I'm going to do it this way and everything's going to be great. And I'm like, okay, that sounds great. Hello, just- anxiety. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm like, that's okay. That sounds great, but we have to kind of work this back. If you want me to hold you accountable, it's not just me calling you and saying, hey, make sure that you file that report. It's like being honest and saying, you cannot get all of this done. It's humanly impossible. You have to still take care of yourself in the, like you, you have responsibilities. You have things that you need to do. So setting up a, a action plan that will actually help you achieve all of your goals, being honest with what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are is another form of that as well. You, and I tell my clients, you only have to be honest with you. You have to be honest with you. I'm not doing all of the work. I'm your coach. I'm not you. I'm not, I can't live my, your life for you. So you be honest with you and say, you know what? I actually suck at this, you know, <laughs> or, Hey, you know, what? actually I excel with this and then get help where, you know, you feel like you should. I know that social media and people around us, sometimes even clubhouse, it can make you feel like you have to be perfect and you have to be the one that does it all and self-made this and self-made that it's not real. Okay. It's not real. You're going to need help at some point, but you, you can never get the help 
<laughs> until you're honest with yourself. So a lot of accountability accountability partners, it, it seems like it's um like a little glossy thing, like, oh yeah, I got an accountability partner and we're gonna hold ourselves. That's not how it works. It's really you being honest with yourself. And sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes you have to realize that I'm not in a place right now where I can do this. I need to work on this first. I need to work on my anxiety first before I say I'm going to start my business because maybe starting my business requires me to be on the public making phone calls. I actually have a client who stalled her business for years because she has anxiety when making phone calls that went all the way back to her childhood trauma. So there's things mm-hmm. that you need to work on. It's not just, oh, I just, you know, I just don't like it. There's things that you might need to work on and be held accountable for that, you know, and, and your progress with that before you get here. So again, life is a journey. It's not just about the goal. It really is about the process. The process yeah. that you and I went through is why we are both here right now because of that process. You had you held yourself accountable. Maybe somebody else was holding you accountable, but you were honest with yourself. So just be honest. If you don't get... And you only have to tell yourself. You can write it down. You can throw it away. They have burn books nowadays. You can be honest and then rip the page out and burn it if you like. But be honest with yourself. So, yeah. <laughs> People that are listening are walking away with the fact that, okay, if I'm anxious with anything, it's okay. Number yes. two, how I get over my anxiety is basically by, and I like to say reverse engineer, where, where are you feeling the most anxious? And I think what AJ is saying is like, break that down into actionable step-by-step yes. things that you can do to work yourself to, or work yourself through yes. the process. And I, I think that that's so important. So AJ, I know that I want to maintain following you and just keeping you in my little back pocket. But for <laughs> those of us that mean, um, that might, this might be the first time they've been exposed to you. Where can people follow you and tap into you? Where can we maintain getting all of the goods you're dropping? Yeah, absolutely. So I've enjoyed this conversation as well. I definitely think we should have more of these, uh, but you can follow me. It's very simple across all platforms is your coach, AJ. My website is even yourcoachaj.com just to make it super simple for anyone to reach me. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I love talking to people, even on Clubhouse, it's your coach AJ. So <laughs> I love helping I love people. That. I love just having conversations. So yes, please reach out to me. Thank you for taking the time to listen to today's episode of Uno Moss Podcast. What can you do to help support me moving forward? Well, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform. Leave a review and a rating because it's your reviews that matter most. And it's your reviews that help us get this show found by new listeners. And share this podcast with your friends, family, and followers on all your social media accounts. Tag me, Social Savvy Influencer, and at Unomas Podcast for a listener spotlight on our social media accounts. And lastly, if you're ready to take your brand and business to the next level, learn how to create simplified strategies, grow your social media influence, create an impact, and build a sustainable and profitable online business, then join me inside the Business Savvy University. This is an exclusive paid membership network and learning platform for service-based female entrepreneurs and coaches ready to build, launch, and scale their success. Access over 72 hours of training content 
tools, resources, and guest trainings from top industry leaders and influencers. So what are you waiting for? Come and join me inside by visiting businesssavvyuniversity.com. Until next time. 